Hi, and a warm welcome to the Homepreneur Show. My name's Amanda Brown, business consultant and founder of the Homepreneur community. I'm here to help you overcome the challenges of running a home-based business. Whether you're just thinking of leaving the nine to five or you're a seasoned homepreneur, my aim is to provide you with guidance on productivity, focus, and motivation so you can maintain the perfect work-life balance. This year, I celebrate 20 years of working from my home office through both the ups and downs. You can discover the show notes, free courses and downloads at www.homepreneur.co. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Homepreneur Show. And I really hope that 2019 has started off on a great footing for you and your business. I don't know about you, but it's been busy in the Homepreneur office. At the beginning of January, we had the Habit Change Challenge and lots of people took part. You can find in the show notes a link to the workbook that I created. If you've maybe slipped off the New Year's resolution ladder and need to get back on it and make changes to your routines. Now, in the upcoming episodes, I've got a six-part series, yes, six parts, all about online learning and online courses. Now, if you look at the Homepreneur website, you'll see that uh, we have a course which is all about productivity. There's more information about that on the website, and I'll link to that in the show notes. So we're going to start off with part one. And the title of this is, it's a question for you. Is your business model costing you money? And this series is all under the title of leveraging your expertise. Many of the people that listen to the show and visit the blog are people who swap their time for money. Consultants, coaches, trainers, freelancers. In essence, they're people who sell their services. So the role of professionals working from home offices is diverse. It might be that you're a part-time or interim working for a single business, or alternatively, you could be working on multiple projects for different clients on a week-by-week basis. And this involves good time management, and scheduling of tasks. You may be working on your own or collaborating with one or more associates, and you could be supported by other people from other organizations. But in essence, in these situations, these sorts of people, like myself, are a version of a time-for-money model. So what I'm going to do in the first of these is to have a look at this time for money model and outline seven problems, okay, one by one. So let's look at the first of these problems. The first one is called lack of financial leverage. So when you're working on a single project at a time, the main problem is lack of financial leverage. 
it's the inability to scale your expertise. It's limited. You have to ask yourself, have you just simply replaced being employed by a company with being employed by a client? So have you just switched from your job in an office to a job at home? Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of reasons why or plenty of benefits to working from home other than being paid, but we're just considering the numbers here. So this time for money model means that there's no ability to have financial leverage unless you do it slightly differently. And we'll come on to that when we come on to the solutions. So number two is that working with one or multiple clients face-to-face or on a project basis, it's extremely time-consuming. Most people charge on a day or an hourly rate, swapping that time for money as a value proposition. But actually, maybe you should think about charging on a project basis or on a results basis. Let's think about it. We may well suffer from what we call optimism bias, which means we're likely to underestimate the amount of time a task will take and overestimate what we can produce. So if you've agreed a set number of hours with a client for a particular outcome, it may well be that you're out of pocket. So it's really important to consider how much slack you need in the estimate of a project when you're working on a consultancy one-to-one. So it's all very time-consuming. Not only that is that there's often preparation time which doesn't get charged for and also follow-up time. There will be a lot, a number of non-revenue generating tasks which are needed to keep that client relationship going. You're going to have to do some general admin, some bookkeeping, your accounts, emails, social media, networking, marketing and sales. So, Be careful that when you're charging, you're not just thinking about that hourly rate or day rate being allocated to time you spend with your client, but actually it needs to pay for those non-revenue generating hours, which are vital to running a business. So that is number two. It's the time-consuming nature of running a consultancy as a traditional model. Now, problem number three is a thing called scope creep. Quite difficult to say, but easy to get lured into. I don't know about you, but I have had clients in the past who like to move the goalposts midway through a project. So what starts out as a neatly defined project morphs into something much bigger. And if you haven't scoped that project out and nailed down exactly what you're going to deliver within a certain specific amount of time, then it can be very easy for the client to say, could you just, and the warning bells should start ringing. Because yes, you could, but will you be brave enough to say, yes, but there's an additional price attached to that extra work? Very important to ensure that you have an open conversation about what you're going to deliver, how long it's going to take, and how much you're going to charge. 
And we all like to be helpful. We're in the helping professions and taking on additional work, which obviously would be beneficial if you got paid for it, can be very, very tempting to say, yes, of course, I'll just do that. But these could you justs can add up. So that's number three. That's the issue of scope creep. So we've got to three. So the first one, lack of financial leverage. The second one, time-consuming nature of the work. And number three, scope creep. Number four is the tendency to over-deliver. So this isn't where the client is demanding more effort for the same um, amount of money. It's actually you over-delivering. And once again, because we like to be helpful, then we do tend to want to over-deliver and maybe therefore undercharge. Now, what will happen is in the long run, this will wear you down. And if you have multiple clients, this tendency to over-deliver can mean that you're burning the candle at both ends trying to get projects finished. And also because you set yourself high standards, this can really lead to burnout. So watch the over-delivering. Think about the 80-20 rule. When something is 80% finished, you're very nearly there. Now, the fifth is pricing. Now, your one-to-one business model needs to be economic. It needs to be financially worthwhile. And research shows that many people who work from home charge lower prices than their corporate counterparts, but can earn more when their expenses are taken into account. So this isn't a simple calculation and it's going to vary from person to person. You need to take into account those things, those hidden costs such as health insurance and pension contributions that are frequently paid for in the corporate world but are not taken into account when you're pricing your project, when you're working with one or more clients. Some freelance and consultancy sectors are very competitively priced. We've seen this in social media management where there is very little barriers to entry in such a sector because there's no official qualification and therefore people can drive down the price, enter the market very easily. Competition increases and therefore the rates drop. So pricing, really important to stick to your price. Obviously, make sure you've done your market research and that you don't price yourself out of the market. But in fact, most people don't buy on price. They buy on quality, particularly when it comes to business services. And whilst it's tempting to accept every single project at every price, uh, there comes a point where the answer to could you lower your price is no. The sixth problem with this uh, one-to-one business model is that frequently, if you're doing bespoke work, there are going to be lengthy proposals. I know some associates, particularly in the PR field, who actually spend an awful long time researching for their proposals. And this can mean that actually, if you are working from contract to contract, Unless you have that stream of returning clients, you'll need to write proposals for new work. 
although we want to take time in constructing our proposals, we need to be careful that as there's no guarantee of success, that we're not doing so much work on a proposal that it's actually a waste of effort. Finally, number seven, a lot of consultancy and freelance work is feast or famine. This is particularly the case if you're an interim or if you're doing a contract with just one company. One project will follow another, but there may be a gap in between and your pricing needs to take account of the fact that there may be fallow times in between the contracts that you're fulfilling. Now, there are advantages to this one-to-one approach because obviously it allows for you to create bespoke solutions. And if positioned correctly, can be of higher value than when you were employed. And also, therapists and trainers get real satisfaction from seeing the transformations that they provide their clients. And also, A time-based model allows you to control or limit the number of hours you devote to work a week. So if you've got other responsibilities, say family or parents that need your help one day a week, then obviously you can take on the sufficient number of hours to fulfill your objectives. So there are many advantages of this one-to-one approach. And it has a certain, you know, ring of simplicity about it. But if your goal is actually to really leverage your expertise, then there is a ceiling to how much you can earn. The revenue is controlled by the number of hours in a week. So we've looked at some of the advantages of one-to-one. We've looked at those seven problems. So now let's look at some uh, solutions to the one-to-one way of working. So I'm going to give you just five ways of overcoming some of the issues. First of all, consider raising your prices. This is not the perfect solution to the problem, but it may alleviate some of the pressure. Also, number two is to take on help. If you are fully booked, then it may be that you need to outsource some of those non-revenue generating tasks to somebody who can do them more quickly and more effectively than you can yourself. For instance, maybe your bookkeeping or your social media management could be done by a virtual assistant. Updating the blog with new articles that you've written You don't need to do that yourself. You can get somebody else to do that. Uh, They can source images and then share it to social media. A better solution to this is to turn your expertise into a product. Maybe you could turn it into software as a service, or you could write a book or create some sort of of workbook that somebody could buy online. This is where you're thinking about ways in which your expertise can turn into a particular product. Now, alternatively, what you could do is to turn your knowledge into a workshop. 
So instead of training or consulting with people one-to-one, what you're going to do is to package your knowledge into a training course that you can deliver face-to-face. This has pros and cons, but when successful, it can be very profitable. For instance, I did Kickstart 2019, a business planning workshop, and this led on from delivering this to several people. It led on to subsequent consultancy, actually, with one of the participants. So it can lead into further work. So that one-to-many teaching can be very profitable. Number five is to scale that workshop into an online offering. Often known as a digital course or an online course or online training, you can teach online via video training with downloads, and that becomes an online product that you can sell multiple times to multiple different people. And also what you're doing is you're not limited by geography or time. Now we'll come on to how to create an online course and also online learning in upcoming episodes. So this episode was really the start of this six episode series And hopefully you'll come back next week and we'll talk about the next issue to do with online courses. And that is why online learning works and how it's developed. You're going to need a link to the show notes here. And the show notes are going to be found at www.homepreneur.co forward slash podcast. 17. And that's the number 1717. So thanks very much for listening today. And if you'd like to see the online course that I have, then hop over to the website and go to www.homepreneur.co forward slash productivity hyphen course. Thanks so much for listening.